Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Startups, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. Today's topic is a hot one. It is how to use content marketing effectively to generate new leads month after month. And our guest is a digital marketing expert who's going to share with you five steps that every startup and small business should follow for success in content marketing. I'm really excited to introduce you to her in just a moment. And I do want to make sure that you stick around because after today's talk, I will always share our Engage News of the Week. Each show, we share either a tip, a trend, a piece of news in the world of digital marketing. And this week, it pertains to some new changes with Apple's privacy policy. If you are someone who lives on social media, if you are someone who cares about your privacy, if you're sick of those pop-up ads, the minute you say bed, you start getting like bed ads, right? If you're that kind of person who gets annoyed at that, you definitely want to stick around for tonight's news of the week. Now, before I get started, I also want to just mention a few quick things about Engage. If you've never heard of Engage, we are a cloud-based platform that gives its users free forever uh, engagement tools, sales, support, and marketing tools to help optimize the user or customer experience. You can check out more about our platform at www.ngagge.com. Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E, kind of a fun play on how you spell engage because all of our tools help you engage with your customer more efficiently and again, as I mentioned, optimize the customer experience. And we all know that in today's competitive marketplace, one way to get ahead is to build trust and loyalty with your customers and to optimize their experience with you. So check out our free forever tools at engage.com. Also, speaking of our topic today, content marketing. We're doing that right now ourselves. We have created this weekly show, Digital Marketing Intelligence, and it's a way for us to connect with potential customers and leads. It's also a way for us to give our audience pieces of content that are of value. And we can also help you do that if you're interested. Maybe you want to start your own podcast or a live live stream show, just like ours. We have a program called Engage Live. And for more information on that, you can check out www.ngaggelive, that's engagelive.com. After today's show, we can do it for you or we can teach you how to do it. So if you're interested in creating more content to build up your brand, to give your prospects some insightful information or some, shall I say, content that they will find valuable, 
doing a podcast or a live stream is a great way to go. And we'll find out more, I think, from our guest on how to do that as well. Um, but we can help you with that process. It doesn't have to be daunting. So check out EngageLive.com after today's show. Okay, without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to today's special guest expert. She is joining us from the windy city of Chicago. She is a busy mom of two boys and a busy mom of two dogs with, and with Halloween around the corner. I think it'd be fun to share with you that she has shared with me that she's officially Halloween obsessed and apparently this year she has three costumes in the works. Now, I know the show is about digital marketing, but I think it's so much fun to share little fun facts about our guests. So I do want to share that with you and we'll find out more about that in a moment. But Sarah Noel Block works with time-strapped marketers and business owners to build high-impact marketing without increasing headcount. She'll share more about that in just a moment as well. She uses her tested and proven framework to streamline content marketing, social media, and email marketing through smart systems. If you're interested in optimizing your marketing with Tiny Marketing, that's the name of her company, you can learn more on her website, and I'll share that after today's talk. Please join in our conversation. We are live right now on LinkedIn Live. We're also on YouTube and Facebook. If you have any questions or comments for Sarah, or you just want to say hello, drop us a comment in the comment section. We'd love to interact with you. Sarah, welcome to today's show. Thank you so much for being our guest expert. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. And I I'm excited realize. you're here. I know. I feel like we have a lot to talk about and we're definitely going to get to the, the nuts and bolts of content marketing and how to use it to, to grow your leads. But before we do that, I mean, I, you left me hanging. I want to hear all about your Halloween obsession. And I'd love to hear with Halloween around the corner, what costumes you have geared up for this year. Yes. Yes. I truly am Halloween obsessed. You'll love, you'll find me listen to a paranormal podcast pretty much all nice. times of the year. But this year I really went all out with COVID last year and we couldn't do as much with Halloween. So I have three costumes this year. <laughs> We're doing a lot of different Halloween events. Um, I'm going to be um, Luna Lovegood. And then I have Captain Marvel. Hold on, and hold on, hold on. Back up. Luna Lovegood. Yeah, from Harry Potter. Okay. But the I lion never... head and everything. Okay. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so look at me getting a lesson. Okay, so Lunar Love... Luna Lovegood. Lunar Lovegood. Okay. And then what was the second one? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. And then a Bears Obsessed Witch. We're going to the Bears game on Halloween, so... I will be dressed half witch, half Bears fan. That's super, super fun. Now, how long ago did this Halloween obsession start? I don't know. Birth, maybe. I think birth. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, if you guys are just joining us, I want to welcome you to today's show. I also want to invite you to share the link to our live interactive talk right now to your LinkedIn page. I'm actually doing that right now. Sarah, do you want to speak for a moment before we get into our, you know, the nuts and bolts of our talk about the benefits of sharing other people's content to your page while I share? Do you want to share your sure. thoughts on that? I'd love to hear what you think yeah. about sharing other people's content as a way to engage with leads. Well, I think that's a huge way to do it. Whenever you're sharing other people's content, you are boosting them and you're giving them a spotlight that they appreciate. And though there will be, even if there's no intention or 
reason behind it, there will be reciprocation because you are giving them a platform. So I always think that adding value for your audience by sharing other people's content is important. And it also gives other people a little boost in, in their own content. That's always, you know, that's always our goal is to get the best distribution plan in place when we're creating new content. I agree. And I just did that. I shared our show to our, to my personal page. So take a moment, share the link, let your, your, your network know what you're interested in and give Sarah and our company engage a chance to maybe reach out to your followers. So Sarah, you are, and I, and I, I'm not going to use this lightly. You're the queen of content marketing. Let's just face it. <laughs> oh, well, so, okay. Okay, girl. <laughs> so uh, we're excited to hear about your insights and some actionable, actionable takeaways you'll be able to share with us. Maybe some examples of clients that you've helped. Uh, maybe some of the problems they've had too, in terms of um, where they needed help with content marketing. But for all intensive purposes, for those of you watching live on LinkedIn, or those of you watching the replay or listening on the podcast, I want to share with you a quick outline of what today's talk will look like with Sarah. So today we're talking about how to use content marketing to generate new leads month after month. So we'll talk about generating leads using podcasting. I think that's you know, obviously a go-to um, bullet point for any talk about content marketing. We'll talk about connecting with prospects using your blog. I have never been one to blog, but there are many blogs that I follow. And I actually read Sarah's and found it to be so incredibly, you know, packed with information. So we'll talk about blogs a little bit. Then we'll talk about building relationships with prospects using your live stream, which is something that we do, you know, speaking of like talking the talk and walking the walk, that's what we do with our live stream. We'll talk about reaching out to prospects during the content creation phase. And Sarah, one thing I want to talk to you about is this idea of prospects versus like, you know, cold, cold leads, right? So with your content marketing, we'll talk a little bit about reaching out to people that might be in your pipeline, you know, which is one type of a lead, people you already know, maybe you already have their email address, maybe you can use them in your content versus, you know, reaching new new prospects. So mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about that with you as well. And then we'll talk about following up with prospects after you've published your content marketing. So Sarah, let's kick off the talk with our topic of specifically podcasting, how to, you know, gain leads using the forum of podcasting. What has been your experience with podcasting? Yes. So you can do it a couple different ways. If you own the podcast, it's your podcast. Um, I actually just interviewed Pat Helmers, who's an expert in business podcasting. And he always recommends that you invite people who you would want to work with on your podcast as the interviewee. So you start to build that relationship during that discovery phase when you're starting to talk to them about the podcast. You're not going in and pitching them immediately because that's always kind of a turnoff. What you're doing instead is building a relationship and you get to know them a little bit and you get to know their problems when you're having this conversation in the podcast. And then in the end, you'll start to build more of a relationship. And in that period of time, when you hit stop record, you can have more of a conversation about what you do. So they're aware of how you can serve them. But it's not like a hard pitch. It's more of relationship building with someone that you would want to work with. That makes a lot of sense. So first and foremost, 
if you own your podcast, you're targeting people that you think would be, excuse me, great clients of yours, like you said, mm-hmm. or people you want to work with. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And then you're almost using the podcast conversation, which might be slightly scripted, right? Or it might be interview style, or maybe it'll just be a little bit more of a candid conversation, but you're using that opportunity um, to get to know your potential prospect mm-hmm. or client better. And obviously you're giving them a chance to you know, share what they do and how they can help other people. But in, in that, it's almost this you know, dual serving, uh, dual serving purpose. Um, you're giving them a discovery phase. Yeah. It's a discovery phase. I like that. That's smart. And then after the podcast is kind of officially wrapped, if you want to say, you can use that time, um, to almost do what you would do if you were, you know, at a networking event, you know, really great talk. (laughs) I liked these points you gave or, you know, I'd love to follow up with you on this one thing or, hey, your pain point was this. I think that my company might actually be able to help you in some way. Exactly. So you use that podcast as a launching point for having the conversation, the initial conversation, which is always hard to be able to get that booked. But when you're using a podcast, which is highlighting them, making them the star, then you can use it to begin a relationship, follow up with them afterwards, and you can convert it into a, a sale opportunity. That is brilliant. I, I didn't think that's where you were going to go with that. I thought you were just going to talk about, you know, what to do on your podcast to like appeal to your prospects. But I, this, it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's like, I like to think of it like a hybrid of ABM, account-based marketing, and content marketing all in one. You identify those prospects that you want to work with, and you include them into your content creation process. So you don't have to wait until you hit publish to start generating leads. You can generate a lead while you're creating the content. Exactly. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Love it. Uh, by the way, Sarah, I hope we don't lose you. I, I saw it kind of flicker a little bit. Um, so I hope you don't lose you. me too. Yeah, no, you're good. If we lose you at all, um, I'm going to stay here and just chat with the audience. Um, so just come right back in if something funky happens with our okay. technology. Awesome. Okay. Tip number one, use your podcast if you're the owner to actually create a new relationship with someone you want to work with. Invite someone on that you think would be a great client and maybe get to know their pain points through the conversation on the podcast. I love that. And you can use that as a networking opportunity. Exactly. And you can do that as a guest too. You can like so many businesses have their own podcasts. So if you identify the podcast with companies that you would want to work with, you can be on guest on those podcasts too, and start that conversation that way. It could be either way. Great. That makes so much sense. Okay, next moving on to connecting with prospects using your blog. How have you helped your clients connect with prospects by creating a blog for that client or helping that client to create their own blog? Yeah, so blogging is really, um, well, all content creation is like a holistic marketing journey where you need to look at the goals that you're trying to achieve and reverse engineer, build around that. So when you're trying to generate leads from your blog, you need to look at the big picture and make sure that you're identifying the content clusters that 
make sense for your ideal audience. What are their pain points? What do they care about hearing about? And stick to those things. So you're known for those things. I literally talk about like four things on my blog, (laughs) four topics. And then, you know, build out the funnel. Make sure you have that lead generation, that lead gen in there. And have a CTA within every blog. And then the real big kicker is to bring that lead generation into the content creation process again and reach out to people that you want to work with, asking them for quotes, asking them for their insights that you'd want to include in your content. And once again, you are putting them in the, in the place of being the hero, the star, you're spotlighting them. So they're happy to talk to you about that and share their insights and you get to build that relationship again. And then the follow-up. So again, it's an opportunity to use your content to reach people that are obviously like-minded. You you mentioned being very narrow in your Mm -hmm. blog focus, because that is the best way, obviously, to reach people and solve their pain points, being very narrow. Um, But then reaching out to people to ask for their input on your blog, which again, gives them a chance to be up on the soapbox and have the spotlight on them. And they're going to see that as obviously a benefit because then they get to promote their product or service or, mm-hmm. you know, their views on, on the topic at hand. Yeah. Plus they get a backlink and then you continue the conversation afterwards when you have like your distribution process that happens after you hit publish, you need to reach out to them, let them know that it's published and they have a backlink here. It, it's like using Harrow. If you've ever used Harrow for your content marketing, um, help a reporter out, you build relationships with those journalists and those bloggers. And a lot of times it's for this purpose. It's mm-hmm. for this. They're, they want to sell to you in the end, but you're getting a backlink. And sometimes they do. Sometimes it works out. So smart. You are a smart cookie, Miss Sarah Noel Block. <laughs> you know, as we continue our talk, I think um, you're just really succinct at, at, at each, you know, kind of point that we're exploring. So let me just take a moment too for people who may be joining us a little bit later here into the show. Would you like to share a little bit more about what Tiny Marketing does for, for your clients? Because you have a very unique, in my opinion, a very unique approach to helping people solve their pain points in digital marketing. Yeah, happy to share. So I create monthly content for my clients. They're all small marketing departments that don't have the resources to be able to create content internally. So I create your entire month of content, which would be, you know, your content marketing, blogs, podcasts, live streams, your email marketing, and your social media copy and graphics. It's all done for you in a batch, so you get it all at the same time, and you get distribution um, checklists and everything just to set you up for success, so you know exactly what you need to do to succeed in all of the contents created for you. It's like a little present handed to you each month. (laughs) I love that because what you're doing also, I think it's very important, is you're making sure, and I think you've said this, but you're making sure everything is really in sync and that the brand messaging is consistent. We've talked yes. about this just from a from a brand standpoint. It's very important that you're consistent with your mar- digital marketing efforts, whether that's oh, yeah, consistency yeah. on the location that you're posting or sharing, 
or whether, like you said, that's consistent in your message. If you have a blog, you're not blogging one week about, you know, organic soaps and then the next week about tire rotations. Right. Exactly. Living, you know, blogger, you're focusing on, you know, your topic at hand and you're not, you know, kind of ping ponging everywhere. So I think that that's probably super beneficial and helpful to different companies that you can kind of step back and be like the eagle eye to make sure everything really works. And that's a good way to put it. That's the first thing I do is I take the time to create the content and brand strategy right from the beginning if it's not already established. So we have clear, very clear messaging and clear topics that we're going to talk about. So we're super focused and we're only solving our customers' problems in our content. Not very, we're not going off in our own direction at all. I see. Is that your logo also behind you, Sarah? Do you want to tiny marketing? (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Well, we'll share your website in just a few minutes when we wrap up our talk. Let's talk now about building relationships with prospects using the live stream. That's something that we've been working on ourselves at Engage. And um, we have found it to be so successful because we've created really this amazing library of content in digital marketing. And um, we've had so many incredible guests, right, with unique experiences and unique um, unique insights on different topics that we've really given so much value to our audience in terms of almost like this continued educational platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also been able to really connect with some of these consultants and coaches and, you know, speakers or business strategists and be able to help them with some of their pain points as well. So tell me how you would, you know, guide us to build relationships using a live stream. Yeah, it would be really similar to the podcasting. I have my own live stream show where we go live every Thursday at noon. And I've had the same experience where I have built the most amazing relationships with with vendors, clients, everybody in between who has been on my show because it just gives me this opportunity to get them to know them on such a a deeper level than I would normally know them. We have to talk about planning out the live stream. We have time to chitty chat before we go live. We have time afterwards to talk. And then we have the follow-up with all of the distribution and promotion. It's such a wonderful opportunity to get to know people. And um, I've used my own live stream to I will, I've actually hired some of my guests and some of them have hired me. And it's because of that, you know, relationship building moment that you get when you have a live stream. Plus you're offering so much important information and value to your audience at the same time. I really like your perspective on how we're using content marketing to create leads because you're taking it beyond what I think most people would traditionally think about, which is I'm creating content to put it out there so someone sees it and picks up the phone or signs up for an email or joins my club or clicks on my website. But what you're saying is we need to kind of bring things back and start from the very inside of the creation of the content and consider who you're involving in the content creation process because those people are almost, if, if you do your kind of research early on and figure out the right people, 
they're almost a shoe in to be, you know, maybe not even always a client or a sale, but they may become allies to you in the yeah. sense that they'll put you up in the spotlight and they'll, yeah, yeah exactly. So you get, um, I mean, you build amazing relationships this way and, you know, worst case scenario, uh, they might refer you, <laughs> they might just become a friend of yours. Yes. That doesn't sound like too bad. That doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> we had a, we had a really great guest a couple of weeks ago, Bruce Turkle. And when we got done with our show, he just said, Marissa, you are like, you're such a good host. And this has been such a great experience. And I'm really excited. I got to talk about this topic. I'm passionate about it. And I said, Bruce, I'm just so glad you had such a good experience. And he said, yeah, absolutely. He's like, if you ever need, you know, any referrals or, you know, if you're ever looking for more guests. And I said, uh, yes, you know, and, and it was just so great that organically somebody had a good experience and said, Hey, I know two people. And it was funny. Cause I'm in Minnesota. I know your same time zone as me. That never happens with our no central time zone. But, um, he literally said, I know two people in your city that would love to come on the show. And I think that they would be, you know, relevant in terms of the topic. And I was like, great. So it is true. And we've experienced this firsthand that you can easily build great working relationships. Um, you can hire people. Like you said, there's a gentleman that we've worked with that now is coming on board to our team as well. So firsthand experience with that. That's been, that's been awesome. It's yeah. Been awesome. It really works in so many different ways. It, a lot of my guests, I end up referring them to like leads that have come in that aren't a good fit for me. I will refer them because I, I trust them. That's another thing. Building like building leads from content marketing is all about creating trust, earning trust. And when you're doing a show like this and you're interviewing people, that's when trust is built. Having these conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This is one that I thought was interesting. You touched on it already a little bit, but reaching out to prospects during the content creation phase. Now, this is where I have like a question for you because, you know, there is sometimes the word prospect, well, there's leads, right? And then there's prospects. I don't know. Sometimes leads, it's like you already... What, what do you see a difference between? I guess I will the walk word? you through what my thoughts are on that. Tell me <laughs> my definition. Tell me everything. You're the expert. Help me out. Yes. So my definition, actually HubSpot's definition, because this is where, um, because I I work with a lot of HubSpot clients. Um, prospects are people who have not submitted their email yet, so they are not official leads yet. There are people that you want in your network. They might follow you on LinkedIn, but they're not. They haven't converted on any pages yet. So that's a prospect. And then a lead is once they convert and they have submitted their email, then they're a lead. You could start doing your email marketing and that's where all the magic happens. And then the discovery call, you've converted them and yet you, you get into the sales process. Okay. So a prospect is, is someone that has not, you don't have their email. Yeah. So let me ask you this then, if you don't, with with the reaching out to prospects, do you mean maybe reaching out to leads? Because you'll probably need their email in order to reach out. Or do no. you? No. You can 
No, I mean, you can't convert a prospect to a lead without eventually having to have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless they happen to download your ebook or join your webinar or whatever. So reach out to them on LinkedIn, Um, use Rocket Reach and find their email to reach Mm -hmm. out to them. It's Mm -hmm. not like you're finding their email or reaching out to them to sell to them. You're reaching out to them to build a relationship and ask them, to be on your show, your podcast, your blog. They're One thing you shared them. too, I, I liked this. Yeah, um, like with the blog example, you said it's so great when you can reach out to somebody, a prospect, and ask for input or a quote or like a testimonial or something that because you want to add it to your blog. I thought that was such a good idea because that's something I'd never thought of. But most people always think of creating the content as this isolated thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then publishing or posting the content as the isolated thing and then seeing what happens. And what you're saying is, no, 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 that's all wrong. What you need to do is create this content and have that be kind of this cool ebb and flow thing that can involve and touch some of your prospects during that process. And then all through the process of posting or publishing, um, you're also reaching out, asking for feedback, you know, um, and then after it's been published also, again, continuing you're, you're, it's almost like a dance versus this like stagnant step ladder of steps. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely has a flow to it. And I would say I've started doing this process because I'm a control freak and you can't control how many leads you're going to get from an ebook, a webinar, a newsletter. You can't, you have no control over that, but mm-hmm. you do have control over reaching out to somebody and asking them if they want to be in your, in your article. You can't, you have control over getting the exact right lead from that process. Very true. Very true. I'm so OCD too. So right now, social media has me kind of in a little bit of a tizzy because I'm very frustrated. I feel very frustrated at the algorithm thing. I feel like it's really hard now to get organic reach and organic likes because there's so many stipulations and limitations and and rules. Yeah. Um, so have you seen, by the way, um, speaking of creating content in social media, have you seen companies hitting roadblocks because of some of the limitations and rules now that social media has has put on, um, you know, how yeah. far a video goes and, and things like that? I think that, well, there are some tricks that will help you get around those things. So, for example, on LinkedIn, company profiles don't get nearly as much reach as personal profiles like mm-hmm. not even a fraction. Mm-hmm. So um, so if you create content, I always like to give it to my team first, ask them to publish it first, distribute okay. it out, share it, and then repurpose it onto those company pages because you'll get a lot more reach that way. Oh, so like for Engage, me reposting a show, and tagging engage and then engage sharing it on their web on their mm-hmm. company page. Ah. Yeah. Have the customer or sorry, not the customers, have your employees, your team, 
-hmm. have them share it out first and then repurpose it onto the company pages. So that's one way to get around it because the algorithm favors personal profiles. Yeah, that's great. And then, yeah. (laughs) Um, Another one is the type of user you are. So for example, on Instagram, you could be a business profile, you could be a creator profile or just a personal profile. I think there's others, but those are the only ones I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. And you get different reach depending on the type of profile you are. Hmm. So you might be better off, even if you're a business, adjusting your profile. So you're a creator officially through Instagram, you're a creator and you'll get more reach and you'll get additional um, features like different music available to you. You'll be able to swipe up, things like that. And same goes for LinkedIn. You can be a creator on LinkedIn. I am. And it gives me more reach. LinkedIn tries to boost my stuff because I create content for them. Mm. So if you, there's actually an application. If you apply to be a creator on, on LinkedIn, you'll get more you'll get more attention on LinkedIn because they'll make sure you see it. Yeah. Good tips. Great tips. Great insights. Because here's the thing. The idea is whether you're a business or a small business or a startup or a mid-sized business working on your social media world, your brand messaging, if you're creating content, it's because you want someone to see it. So sometimes I think we need to step back too and go, okay, great. Maybe I'm also not getting the success I, you know, expect because there are some things I need to navigate. And you just shared a couple great examples of things that we can navigate and adjust to potentially, you know, expand our reach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think it will, I mean, I know it will definitely help because that's what I do. (laughs) Perfect. Well, let's finish up our conversation talking about this idea of following up with prospects post-publish. Do you have any tips or suggestions on the best ways to follow up or things that you've done for clients that have proved successful? Um, yeah. yeah. I I am also pretty OCD. <laughs> like, yes, it's like an ebb and a flow when I'm doing lead generation during content creation. But when it comes to distribution, I've got my checklist. And I make sure to email my guests or anybody who is mentioned in a blog post and let them know it's out, send them the link. I'll even send them some promotional copy, social media variations, just to make it easy to be able to share out. And then always make sure to tag them as either a speaker in the event or um, just in your LinkedIn post to identify that, hey, they contributed to this piece of content and it'll it'll boost them, it'll boost you, and they're more likely to share it out. I think one lesson that I've learned, and I know you'll agree, and I think shared or right in line, but making it as easy as possible mm-hmm. for a guest to turn around and reshare is what's going to make them inclined to do it. Definitely. The easier, the better. It's like you can send, you can send all of the options to promote that you want, but tagging them in a post is probably the most likely way you're going to get extra engagement. True. From our experience, I'd say that that's definitely the case. Awesome. These have all been some great tips. Is there anything else you'd like to share just in general on the topic of content marketing while you 
while you're here and captive with me? Hmm. I think that a lot of people miss the mark with content marketing because they create the piece of content and then they assume that everyone's just going to find it. So mm. don't forget about that piece that happens after you hit publish and make sure you distribute it properly. Don't just post it once on social media, recycle those posts. It's evergreen content. You can post it as much as you want for as long as you want, as long as it's relevant. Make sure to tag people in the posts that are that contributed to it or were involved in the piece in any way. And um, tag your team too to make sure that they see it and they promote it so it amplifies the reach. And always, always don't miss your email marketing. That's like your bread and butter, your best salesperson is your email marketing. So make sure to promote your, your content marketing within your email marketing. And don't be afraid to spend afraid to spend a little bit of money. Do some boosts on social media. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a value-driven piece that you think that would work well for a sponsored content in a publication or branded content, spend a little bit of money and get it put in there. And you could spend a little on Google search and uh, get it to rank a little bit higher for the first month or so that, that you post it. Very cool. Very cool. Don't forget distribution. Don't forget distribution. <laughs> a lot of big tips from tiny marketing founder, <laughs> Sarah Noel Block. You've heard it here. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me for an episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence. That We've been uh, kind of rotating our series. We started kind of focusing on entrepreneurs um, or just in general. And then we focused on entrepreneurs. Now we're focusing on startups. But a lot of what we share is very... Um, very much across the board. It's useful information really for anyone. So we don't like to be exclusive. We like to be inclusive. But thank you so much for being an expert on digital marketing intelligence for startups today, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, I want to I have you stick around. At the end of every talk, I always share a little engage digital marketing news of the week. And this week's news of the week, Sarah, is actually from a, um, a man by the name of, oh, geez, I just, I had his, his name down. Hang on one second. I want to make sure I give him credit where credit is due. Um, he had read our newsletter. So we put out a newsletter. Um, here it is. So uh, we put out a newsletter every quarter where we include all of the news of the week into this newsletter. So he actually read our newsletter for last quarter and gave us a suggestion on some news of the week he wanted us to share. So this comes from Greg Morris, the Vice President of E-Commerce and Marketing at DEX or DEX. And um, you can visit Engage.com and go to the very footer of the page and there'll be a black box that says subscribe. It'll say newsletter, subscribe. If you're interested in our news of the week newsletter that comes out every quarter, so four times a year, you can click subscribe just like Greg did and you can get that. But here is the news of the week, Sarah. So Apple mm -hmm. recently rolled out a change to its privacy policy, which is now driving ad and customer acquisition costs up. So Apple's new policy requires apps to ask users if they want to be tracked. Many users have opted out of tracking by popular apps such as Facebook and Snapchat, and as a result, those apps are getting less data on consumers' interests. 
and can't target ads at users as effectively. The rise in ad prices due to an old-fashioned supply crunch it, um, is due... Wait, wait, hold on a second. Um, so basically what has happened is basically now ad prices are rising. Uh, so Facebook's ad targeting relies partly on a piece of code called a pixel, which is embedded on more than 8 million websites. When someone visits a site, the pixel collects the user's information and sends it back to Facebook. For Apple users who now opt out of tracking, that information is now stuck in the pixel and it doesn't get sent back to Facebook. So now what's happening is the number of potential users that advertisers can target is shrinking. So now ad prices are going up. Just curious about your thoughts on that whole scenario and whether you're yeah. someone who would opt out or just let yourself be tracked in social media apps. As a consumer, I love this and I'll definitely opt out. I just, um, you know, I don't want the man following me. <laughs> right. Um, but so for, on the advertising front, I don't have a ton of opinions because I mainly work in organic inbound marketing. Right. But I recently had a conversation with Emily Ryan about this on my show. And we were talking about its effects on email marketing, which is something that I deal with every single day. And this new, if you decide to opt out, then you're not getting as much data on, on email either. So if you have automated campaigns that are triggered by location, for example, mm -hmm. or open rate, it's not going to be accurate. Let me share. You shared with me the link, but I think this is great. I want to share the link to this video um, that you did. You guys can screenshot this. You can pop it up in your browser. Uh, Sarah, I'll, when we reshare the show, maybe you can even put this in the comment section. That way people can easily click it and yeah. watch it. But, um, this is a video that, what is it describing in the video? Is it, um, how to kind of circumvent some of these changes? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> so it's how you need to tweak these campaigns to make it work with this new iOS update. So it's only affecting people who are Apple users which is a lot of us, but still. Mm -hmm. So only a portion of your email users are going to, that data is going to be off. But what Emily suggests you do is create a list that's just Apple users. So when you're pulling reports of your email successes, okay. then you're excluding that group because it's not going to be accurate. It's going to show all of them is opened. So it's going to show your open rate really, really high. Okay. And your click-through rate is going to be way off track. And it'll look really, really low because your open rate is so much higher than it actually is. So when you are creating a campaign, instead of having it triggered off of a location, bummer, um, or open rate, have it triggered off of click-through rate. So if someone didn't click on a certain link, then they're triggered to get this next email. So you'll have to tweak it in that way to be able to combat it. Okay, that went over my head a little bit, but that's because <laughs> you're the expert. But I do want to encourage you guys, if you're listening on the podcast, um, let me just go ahead and throw you the link. So you're going to go to youtube.com. It's going to be forward slash watch question mark V equal sign 42 W U F G G 
C W H S at sign T equal sign two three S. It really just rolls off the tongue, and that's why totally. I like it. I mean, <laughs> if you didn't just catch that, you you're too slow. No, just kidding. But um, <laughs> I would suggest actually, if you're interested in watching this video, go to engage.com. Click on the resources tab. You'll find the show library, find Sarah's show. Just watch that, scroll to the end, and we've put the link up for you there. And you can just screenshot it and grab it. Well, I want to thank you so much for all of this great information and insights. And I do want to share with you how our, or share with you, share with our audience, how they can connect with you after today's show. So we always encourage our audience to connect on LinkedIn. And you can find Sarah at LinkedIn.com, and she is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, there is an H, Noel, N-O-E-L, block, B-L-O-C-K, with a middle name like Noel. I'm surprised you're Halloween obsessed. Are you Christmas obsessed too? I love Christmas. Um, Yes. And you know what? It's SEO is the reason that I use my entire name, Sarah Noel Block, because nobody else shows up in Google but me. Perfect. Oh, that's so smart. It's an SEO choice. Smart. And let's talk about your website, sarahnoelblock.com. What can our audience find when they visit your website, Sarah? Tons of content. So I write I about- nothing less, Sarah. The yes. Kind of content marketing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I write about four things. I write about marketing operations, how to streamline your systems, because okay. I mainly work with small marketing departments. Mm-hmm. Um, content marketing, obviously. Email marketing and social media marketing. And you'll be able to find- buckets of live streams that are on demand now and blogs. And you can sign up for my email that goes out every Tuesday right there. Well, I'm excited. I know you're going to share the link to the show in your (laughs) newsletter going out next Tuesday, but I've read a few of Sarah's blogs. I'd highly suggest them. I'd highly recommend them. She is a great writer. And I'm saying that like in third person, like you're not right here. You're a great (laughs) writer, Sarah. Very easy to understand. And you're really good at really capturing the points, which is good because I and have a short attention span as do most people, right? Thank you. So, thank you. You're welcome. Um, and this topic that we talked about today, I wrote a blog post about, so that's available also. Great. Thank you so much, Sarah. You are a wonderful guest. We really appreciate your insights. And on behalf of myself and the, the entire team at Engage, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was so much fun. Well, send pictures of your Halloween costumes. I can't wait to I see will. them. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. Another amazing guest for another episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Startups, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. If you have ideas for maybe some topics for our show, or maybe you're an expert in some some kind of digital marketing niche, maybe it's... uh, automation, email marketing, maybe it's with webinars or anything, anything maybe that you have helped clients with in digital marketing, or maybe you're a client that's been helped by a digital marketing company like Sarah's and you want to share your experience. We'd love to talk. We'd love to connect with you. So a couple of things, make sure you visit LinkedIn and connect with our company page. That's going to be N-G-A-G-G-E. Look for the rainbow colored cog. So check us out there. Also connect with me on LinkedIn as well. I'm the Marissa Morgan, T-H-E, and then Marissa, one R, two S's, Morgan. And you can also email me if you have any topic suggestions or you'd like to be a guest on our show. It's marissa.m at n-g-a-g-g-e dot com. 
Okay, one last thing before we go. I just want to let you know that our next show is already in the works for next week. Join us here live on LinkedIn Live next Tuesday, November 2nd. Our guest is Richard Matharu, and he'll be with us to talk about how to quickly grow your network marketing business online using a proven marketing and sales strategy. He is an international podcaster, a speaker, and also a coach for network marketing industry for the network marketing industry. And I know there's a lot of you involved in the network marketing industry. And a lot of you are really kicking butt doing it. So if you're looking for some new tips, some new ways to get ahead in the network marketing industry, definitely tune in for our next show next week. And a quick reminder, if you're just tuning in and you missed the bulk of today's show with Sarah Noel Block, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. And you can also rewatch our show in the Engage Show Library. You can find that library going to engage.com first um, and then click resources, or you can go straight to engage.com forward slash live dash show dash library. There you'll find a library of all 50 of the shows that we have had live so far. By the way, Sarah, if you're listening, congrats on being show number 50 with Engage. Hitting some big benchmarks and we aren't stopping. So you guys continue to support Engage. We love bringing you tons of informational, educational videos on digital marketing. And I'll see you back here next Tuesday with our guest, Richard Matharu. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you all soon.